Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. Now, we are going to begin a series of podcasts about the Olivier Awards in a couple of weeks' time. But as you know, the nominations came out this week and Julian Bird, the chief executive of the Society of London Theatre, was in the studio, so he couldn't resist the opportunity to chat about some of the headline nominations. I'm joined by Julian Bird, the Chief Executive of the Society of London Theatre and the producer of the Olivier Awards. Thanks, Alice. Good to be here. Julian, the nominations came out this morning. There are some surprises and some things that I suppose we were expecting. Absolutely. Um, What was your biggest surprise? I don't know about surprise. I mean, delight, I guess. It's always great when you see a real British musical, home-birthed, entirely British creative team uh, riding high. And, you know, Anne Juliet has nine nominations, the most of any show. And I think that's rather kind of wonderful to see, both acting categories, but creative as well. Uh, and the show overall, you know, audiences have really seem to have taken it to their hearts. And I think that's really lovely. And, of course, some of the awards... Uh, uh... Dear Evan Hansen, for example, coming over from Broadway. Absolutely. As expected, receiving a lot of nominations, and deservedly so. Deservedly so. It has seven nominations, five of which, interestingly, are in the acting categories, actually, for that show, including, uh, you know, in both the shows we just talked about, Sam Tutty uh, being nominated. uh, You know, he's straight out of college, straight out of Mm. Italia Conti into the lead role there. His first big lead, his first big nomination. uh, And Miriam Teak Lee in uh, Anne Juliet, her first nomination as well. So the two leads in, in the two most nominated shows. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Great to see that young talent uh, coming through this year. Yes, and I noticed that the the younger talent seems to be coming forward in the musicals. And yet, when we get to Best Actor in a Play or Best Actress in a Play, of course, there are names very familiar to us in those categories. I mean, Best Actor, we've got Toby Jones, James McAvoy, Wendell Pierce and Andrew Scott. I mean, I don't know how you separate them. But for Indeed. amazing actors. For extraordinary performances, for amazing actors. Uh, very different performances, you know, as well, in very different uh, revivals. It's been a very strong year for revivals um, this year, actually, and it's quite interesting, I think, that those four actor nominations all come from revival productions, actually. Um, is how do, you, how do you separate the four of them? You know, some magnetic things on stage. Um, also, some very humorous things on stage. I mean, Andrew Scott doing, you know, uh, what some people, I think, have thought of as kind of a play by Noel Coward that's been done many times before, but he seemed to find, uh, with of course, brilliantly directed by Matthew Watchers, he seemed to find this new comedic side to it. I mean, it was properly hilarious for those of us who, who were lucky enough to see it. Um, but yes, I mean, it's great though, isn't it, that you know that um, that there are roles being written for young people in the leads in these new musicals, and, and to see that coming through, I think is fantastic. We're now talking of comedy. There's. <laughs> Best Actress in a Play, uh, we've got uh, Hayley Atwell for Rosmus Holmes, Sharon D. Clark, Death of a Salesman, Juliet Stevenson, The Doctor, all very, you know, established, serious, heavy roles. And then we've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. For her own play, indeed, yes. yeah. yeah. So the story of Fleabag, you know, everyone now knows it as this great drama on television. Indeed, Andrew Scott, we talked about, played what, quote-unquote, the hot priest, didn't he, in, the, in the, the, the final series of Fleabag on television. But, of course, it started as this very small theatre piece for one actress. She wrote it for herself. It was done in Edinburgh. I was actually there the year she did it. I remember she won a little stage award for for it and nobody knew who she was or anything there. And it was the start of her kind of meteoric rise to fame, I guess. And now um, this summer she brought 
the original play by herself, with herself in it, uh, back for a short run in the Wyndham Theatre. And uh, that that production is nominated in the kind of best entertainment and comedy play category. Um, and, but she features as best actress here uh, in this category uh, with some great company. You know, once again, four really stellar performances. Mm. And, you know... Uh, isn't it, I mean, congratulations to all of these, but, you know, also commiserations to many other people who gave stunning performances in the year and just, you know, it's an awards, isn't it? Someone has to be on the list and some not. But, you know, as you said, in both these categories, a mix of that true kind of dramatic roles, uh, but also the comedy featuring as well. Mm. Nice yes, to see. Yes, and I think quite often comedy gets overlooked, actually, in awards because I think people think, if, 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 especially for things like Best Actor, got to be gritty, got to be serious. I agree, gotta, I agree. You know, and actually, it's really nice to see... Phoebe yeah. there for yeah. Uh, she's got a multi-million dollar deal with Amazon now or something, hasn't she? I, uh, I've, uh, may never, I mean, may she, never see her again. We, we know but. she's involved in, <laughs> in the script for the new James Bond film, of course, which yes. is but, but weeks away as well. But, you know, even in some of the other performances, I mean, you know, James McAvoy, there's, there was massive humour in Cyrano, the, the new Jamie mm-hmm. Lloyd version that they did. Um, you know, uh, so, yeah, showing showing range, I guess. But, you know, eight eight extraordinary performances there. And as you said, uh, Anne Juliet being the, a new musical, a jukebox musical. Um, the other new musical that's coming through, apart from Dear Evan Hansen, which came from Broadway, was Amelie. Mm. Um, and that was that was nice to see that nominated. I didn't see it, but I heard that it was absolutely stunning and should have caught it. Um, yes, that's right. I mean, I think I think you know maybe the surprise of the day is is Amelie featuring quite as much as it has. Um, it's lovely to see. I mean. It started at this very small theatre called the Windmill in Newbury, you know, which only has only 200 seats. It is a converted old mm. mill, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then had a tour and then ended up having a run at the other palace all over the end of last year through Christmas and New Year. Um, and, you know, it is this very sort of small, whimsical story of, of, a, of a very lonely girl who uh, kind of helps many other people and intervenes in their lives trying to spread happiness. I mean, that is, that is the story. Um, once again, has this extraordinary central lead role. In this time, the French actress Audrey Brisson, uh, who is nominated herself in, as best actress in a musical as well. So, um, it's just it's kind of lovely to see something like that come through. That isn't the sort of bold big musical, mm. but that something kind of uh, on a smaller scale, I guess, more chamber-like can yeah, feature. It's great to see. There's faith that you could still do that. You could still be in some tiny production at the Watermill and then end up being nominated for an Olivier it's Award. It's lovely, I mean, isn't that's, it? That's, a, that's a, an amazing story. It actually shows itself. how important that, inter- I would say this with my other hat on, how important that interplay is between theatres across the country and the West End, you know, and how mm. all of them feed each other. I think it's fantastic. And another uh, nomination that stood out for me, Jack Yarrow in Joseph and the Amazing Technical of Dreamcoat. Now, one would think we've, we've seen a lot of Josephs. So he must be incredible to be nominated for that role after we've seen so many of them in the past and so many really good ones as well. Absolutely. And of course, we talked about Sam Tutty and Dear Mm -hmm. Evan Hansen came straight from Italia Conti into that lead role. You know, we forget Jack Yarrow came straight from Arts Ed, straight from drama school into playing Joseph. Um, with Jason Donovan, who had previously played it. So, um, you know, and he he did a very different type of Joseph. You know, Lawrence Connor, who who is not nominated actually for uh, directing the production, but the production itself is obviously up there for musical revival. It, once again, it was a slightly different take on the Joseph we've seen before. Um, and Jack being young and a brilliant dancer, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it where Joseph, the character, is danced and interplayed with all the brothers and it became kind of much more high energy and uh, high octave, if you like, when it needed to be um 
and you know Jack dances and sings beautifully and you know he he did a different take on the role and Mm. I guess that's what a revival is all about isn't it it's about doing something different and showing something different in a role or in the production yeah you've got to make it fresh I think well well staying true to the story and all of those things but new people are definitely fresh you know new people are going to see Joseph new generations of people the music never dates no and interestingly Um, you know it's just over 50 years old as we all know that show the first one that Andrew and, and Tim wrote for their first big hit um, and people flocked last summer to the Palladium to see it. Hence, why it's back on sale for the. It's mm-hmm. coming back for this summer, and Jack is coming back to play the lead role. Jason Donovan's coming back to play Pharaoh this summer as well. You know, um, the demand for it's enormous. It runs and runs and runs. It never stops. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, but, but actually, it puts joy on your face. You know, I've seen it. I don't know how many iterations of it. It's a great show. You know, mm. and Dear Evan Hansen, which deals with um, teenage. Anxiety, uh, difficulties fitting in, all all those mm. things, and that's quite a theme, I think, now in generally uh, mental health for yes. younger people. Yeah, it's a show that that, that that I think gently, carefully explores issues of mental health, uh, loneliness, and also how at times how damaging and disruptive social media can actually be. You know, mm. for those who haven't seen it, you know, something happens, and through social media, it sort of negative consequences start occurring. Um, so I think it is a show of the moment, and I think that's why around the world people have uh, taken it to their hearts. But, but of course, also it has a great score and some really rather sensational songs with them, um, you know, written by Pasek and Paul, who wrote The Greatest Showman and other things. Mm. So, you know, it, it's, it's a story of the moment, but also with a great musical tradition, I think. Yes. So while we were talking about Joseph, of course, there was another revival, and a, again, a very... Well, this time a very different production of Evita at uh, Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Um, I know the original very, very well. And to see it done, well, for a start, to see Don't Cry For Me Argentina sung by a girl in a slip and no big white dress. Indeed, <laughs> very. Was, uh, very, very different. And once again, back to what is a revival about, and sometimes it's someone's very different take. Jamie Lloyd again, who we talked about Cyrano de Bergerac, that he also did a very different take on for a play. Well, Evita, his very, very different take on it Mm -hmm. uh, last summer in the park. Uh, That production comes back to the Barbican. So um, once again, huge demand for it. Which is the same as they did with Jesus Christ Superstar. Indeed, that's right. And when you saw the set of Evita at the park, for those who did see it, it was kind of a steps, a flight of sort steps. Sort of set of bleacher steps, uh, really. I know, yeah. and I saw it, I thought, well, how's anybody dancing on there? But they do. They do. And, they and, dance amazingly. And Fabian, who is a first-time nominee for his choreography, which is great to see. A young, really young choreographer, actually. So it's, that's lovely to see um, as well. Another young choreographer nominated for the first time is Matt Cole. Uh, he's nominated for Fiddler, which obviously is one of the other musical revivals. Um, so it's nice to see kind of a new generation of kind of creatives come forward like that as well in, in the choreography side. And, and Mary great. Poppins we haven't mentioned. And that's, no. that's there's a few nominations for that in, in the revival, but also um, ZZ Strallen. Yeah, ZZ for playing or, the lead. Um, for playing the lead in Mary Poppins. Charlie Stemp for playing um, yeah. Bert. And, and, you know, we must mention uh, for playing the Birdwoman, Petula Clark. I think it's her first nomination for 30 years. Um, so, uh, no, I think it's her first nomination for 40 years. I think she was last nominated in 1980 or 1981. Um, so that's quite extraordinary, you know, and w- kind of wonderful, isn't it, to see her back on the stage number one, but see her nominated mm. again. Gosh, that is a, that's a gap. Yes. Um. It's not like she hasn't been working. She's <laughs> no, 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 but... had a hit or two at the time, but, but it's lovely to see her back on stage, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's great to see her nominated. But yeah, Mary Poppins back, you know, it, it, when, it, when it was first on, it was at the Prince Edward Theatre and this new revival's playing there as well, you know, 
uh, uh, with quite a lot of changes from that original. So, but um, she does I go flying it. through the air with an umbrella, does she? She. I don't want to give too much away. If Mary didn't fly through the air, it wouldn't be right, would it? But uh, all I would say is the flying is different now to how it was in the original show. Um, okay. For those who saw both. Uh, but it, it's a really magical show. I mean, there's some, there is some magic and illusion in that show, some tricks on stage that you look at it and you go, that, that is truly amazing. How on earth have they done that? Um, with, and I would say with a huge ensemble. I mean, it, it's also nominated for its choreography, Matthew Bourne and Stephen Mir. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some amazing numbers. Well, we all love a great big song and dance routine. We do, and I'm we? looking forward to trying to do some of those on the Olivier yeah, stage yeah, on the yeah, 5th of April. Well, I have well, to say because that will, you know, that we want to celebrate these great shows and uh, you know what what we're seeing on stage. We like to see a bit of them. Let's talk uh, just uh, about the best new play mm. as opposed to because we talked a lot about revivals and older pieces that have come back. Um, Leopold Start. Mm. That's the yes. Oh, Start. Tell us a bit about that one. Um, well, this is, of course, Tom Stoppard. What he's saying is his final play. He's in his 80s. Mm. Um, a slightly sort of more autobiographical for him take on his family. It's, of course, you know, about growing up um, at the time of the Second World War and the Nazis. Yes, and touches on the and, Holocaust. And I, I, from what I gather, you everybody comes out in floods of tears. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, look, I'm not going to give anything away because it's a play you should go and see. Um, but, you know, the last five minutes are like a dagger in the heart, if you like, because of what happens. Um, it's very well told over sort of, t- there's one interval, but almost sort of three acts. The play jumps forward several years in between the three parts. Um, uh, Adrian Scarborough, who, double Olivier winner, numerous things on television, you'll all know him, uh, plays as part of a cast of 40 people, you know, about 27 adults and 18 children or something. It's a huge sort of ensemble piece, actually. Um, very, very moving. Um, uh, yeah, not, not probably not for the faint-hearted, as, as, you, as we said. You know, it's very, very gripping and very moving. Well, that's still on, so we can go and... It's only opened in the last yeah, few yes, weeks, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's pretty new. Um, a Very Expensive Poison. That's... Very Expensive Poison was from the Old Vic. It was the play mm. that was all about those... Um, uh, I wanted to say murders. I mean, they were murders, but the poisonings that happened in Salisbury... Um, with the alleged, you know, Russian agents who poisoned uh, people down there. Um, Once again, a very modern play, you know, obviously based on very recent history, uh, but also incredibly uh, moving, actually. And then we've got The Doctor, which Juliet Stevenson was... um Nominated for Best Actress and the play is nominated. To Correct, from play. the Almeida that opens in the West End. It's in Adelaide as we speak, at the Adelaide Festival. Uh, and then uh, I think it's doing Brighton and Richmond and then comes into the West End for the whole summer. So uh, once again, really, really worth watching. Um, and then one final one, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which was this wonderful, uh, kind of quite small, whimsical, uh, really brilliantly done story uh, at the Little Theatre, the Dorfman at the National Theatre. And they've literally just announced that's going to move as well to the Duke of York's later in the year. So um, even before the nominations came out, it's great to see that lots of these plays have a future life because uh, there's something about them that, that is pretty magical. Sometimes, though, I think a nomination can help it have a future life as well, can't it? Oh, you know, ve- it, it, very, it very much. interest or, or brings it back. Very much. Interestingly, they, they had already decided on that. So mm-hmm. I hope this will give them a boost as well. So yeah. And I love that... Um, one of the people nominated, actually, in the supporting category at Ocean End of the Lane is Josie Walker, who sort of came back into all our consciousnesses uh, for playing the With mother, Jamie. the original mother, and everybody's talking about Jamie. But here she is in a play in a, in a, in a very different guise, uh, nominated again. It's really lovely to see. 
There's one we haven't touched on, actually, which is Death of a Salesman. That's in Best Play Revival. And both the lead actor and actress yes, are nominated in their categories. Both Sharon D. Clarke so, and, and Wendell Pierce, you know. Pierce, and they are both phenomenal. Absolutely extraordinary, yes. towering performances. And, you know, Sharon has become very well known for, you know, her roles in musicals. And, you know, it's where she's had her Olivier wins. And, uh, and of course, is on Broadway at the moment in the show she won for last year, Caroline or Change. But lovely to see her absolutely recognised for her, her role in a straight play here this year. Mm. Though they all did sing a little bit in that They all did sing, correct. And amazingly... They all sang beautifully. No, I know, I know. This is a straight play. Absolutely. But by golly, that was an evening in the theatre. I mean, it was, that was a... Absolutely. A really uh, amazing production. Started at the Young Vic and then moved into the Piccadilly. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. fantastic. Well, I think that covers us for the beginning. We'll have lots more on the Olivier Award nominations. Obviously, we will as we build up to the night. Yes. Um, and then we'll ask you to give us sneaky previews about what we might expect to see <laughs> on stage at the Albert We have Hall. a fun night in progress. And sometimes you'll tell us and sometimes you won't. Anyway, Julian, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Julian Bird, the Chief Executive of the Society of London Theatre, talking about the headline nominations for this year's Olivier Awards. This weekend's podcast is with Matthew Morrison, the huge Broadway star who came in to chat with us about his new album of Disney songs and all things musicals. I'll be back next week with more Olivier's Chat.